Hello, everyone. My name is Major, and welcome to episode 27 of The Heat Code. Now, I hope you're having a good day today because your Miami Heat are up one to nothing in the Eastern Conference Finals. Game one ended with a score of 118 to 107, but it was really just the third quarter that brought the Miami Heat home to a W. The Heat won that quarter with the score of 39 to 14. So it was a 25 point win in the fourth, or excuse me, in the third quarter that led to a second half comeback. And honestly, what seemed like a much better game for the Heat than it was in reality. If we break it down quarter by quarter, in the first quarter, the Celtics won 28 to 25. The second quarter, the Celtics won 34 to 29. The third quarter, like I just mentioned, the Heat won 39 to 14. The fourth quarter, the Celtics won 31 to 25. But it doesn't matter how many quarters you win. It just matters how many points you have at the end of the game. So that 25 point third quarter led us to victory for the whole game and made up, especially for the first half. Now, interesting to note, the Heat have been the best team in the whole playoffs in the third quarter, which is kind of funny because the Heat have a history of being terrible in third quarters. And everyone knows that's active on Miami Heat Twitter. We call it the third quarter. So many times, I feel like in the past couple years, we have just absolutely blown leads in the third quarter. Like we'll get up huge in the first half and then we'll go out in the third quarter and just forget what we're doing and just have a terrible showing. This playoffs, I feel like it's pretty much been the opposite. We can have a terrible first half, but I've never panicked because I know when the third quarter comes around, and Spo talks to the guys at halftime and whatever the heck they do in that locker room to prepare themselves for the second half, it works wonders. It is absolutely insane. I mean, we're in the Eastern Conference Finals, and they just won a quarter by 25 points. The Celtics could feel it. They could smell it. They just had to have a solid third quarter, not even a great third quarter, but if they just keep that close, and honestly, they probably win the game. But the Heat came out, and they went on, I want to say it was a 22-2 to 20, 22 to run in the third quarter. Jimmy was making play after play, and Jimmy was definitely the player of the game for the Miami Heat. He was 12 and 19 from the field, did not make a three. He was 0 for 2. He had 41 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 steals, 3 blocks, and was a plus 25 on the night. Jimmy Butler is still the best player in these playoffs. Not a single player has honestly been close to Jimmy's offensive and defensive output in these playoffs especially not a single player 
still alive. The only person that has a, even an argument was Giannis, and he is now sitting at home. So Jimmy Butler, I mean, we have him, they don't. Simple as that. It was an absolute masterclass once again. He had 18 free throw attempts, and he made 17 of them. It was absolutely beautiful to watch, and I love how he gets his free throws. He'll actually get contact. So I don't have an issue with people getting a lot of free throws if they like actually get hit. The reason I have issues with Joel Embiid or like James Harden, for example, because they exaggerate contact or they try to do things to get cheap fouls. Jimmy doesn't. Jimmy, if you fall for his pump fake, you jump into him. He'll jump into you. He's not afraid of contact on drives, so that gets him some foul calls as well because he's not trying to avoid your body. He's relentless. He'll always come at you, and he's never afraid. And so that I absolutely love in a player, and Jimmy was doing that perfectly in game one. Now, the second player I want to mention is Bam Adebayo. If you look at a stat sheet of 10 points, 3 of 4 from the field, 4 rebounds, 4 fouls, you'd probably think he was having an awful game. But then you see he had 4 blocks, and you realize his impact on the defensive end. Yes, he was lacking a lot of things on the offensive side of the ball, especially in the first half. And obviously would like him to have more rebounds. But there was a stretch in that third quarter where you just knew the Celtics couldn't score because Bam Adebayo was on the floor. He completely took the game over on defense. Him along with the other guy stepping up. So it's not just a one-man thing. But Bam definitely was the focal point. They absolutely dominated the game for like the whole third quarter on defense, and it it was the game. The crowd was so loud. I wish I was there because I just know it was deafening. It would have been so cool to hear. But when you can hear the crowd on TV that well, you know it just pumps the guys up. So it was absolutely beautiful to listen to and beautiful to watch. Bam was just having a master class on defense out there. And hey, even shout out to the Boston Celtics. They were having some great defensive plays as well. I've seriously never seen a game have so many like great blocks. It wasn't just like one or two for both teams. I swear like each team had like five highlight blocks and they were ridiculous. Like even when the Celtics were blocking Heat player shots. I was still impressed because they weren't just, oh, you barely tapped it. No, they were like smacking the ball or blocking dunk attempts and like the hand bending all the way back. Shout out to Bam on Tatum to win game one of the Eastern Conference Finals out in the bubble. But it was insane. Just I seriously have just never seen a game have so many great defensive plays is what I expected from the Miami Heat versus Boston Celtics, two teams that pride themselves on defense, and it showed up. Now the next player I want to talk about 
is Gabe Vincent. 5 of 10 from the field, 17 points, 3 of 7 from the three-point line. And he had his usual pesky defense, and he had three blocks. I just love that stat line for Gabe Vincent. I love any time he's having an impact, especially because, in all honesty, he's not had the best playoffs so far on the offensive end. So I love seeing him break through with 17 points on 50% shooting. I really like that out of him, and he made some big-time plays in this game as well. Hero, 7 of 15 from the field, 1 of 5 from the three-point line, 8 rebounds, and 18 points. So he was making his impact. He is just so gifted on the offensive end. It's just you can see his potential each time he has the ball. He knows exactly what he wants to do when he's in the rhythm of a game. And just some of the shots he makes just make you really be excited about the type of player he can become. So I loved what I saw out of Tyler Hero in game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. Now Tatum was absolutely dominant in the first half. If my memory serves me correct, Tatum had 21 points at halftime and he finished the whole game with 29 points. So this is very reminiscent of James Harden and the Philly series, of when James Harden would have really good first halves, but then you look at his stats at the end of the game, and it was like he did nothing in the second half. Now obviously 29 points on 10-21 shooting with 8 rebounds and 6 assists, It's still a good game, so Tatum still had a good game. But what we expected to see after the first half, this is a great game for the Miami Heat defense to turn that around and limit him to only 29. So they held him to eight points in the second half. And any time you hold a great scorer that has it going, like Jason Tatum, to eight points and a half, You will take that any day of the week. So I loved that turnaround and that bounce back from the Miami Heat on the defensive end, on Tatum specifically. So looking forward to game two, I expect this game to be closer from start to finish. Don't expect the Heat to get up to a 20-point lead like they did in game one. I also don't expect them to get down double digits. I think this whole entire game will stay single digits. I think both teams will come ready to play from the jump and both teams will execute on the offensive end. I do expect this to be lower scoring. Marcus Smart should be playing, so that should help the Celtics a little bit. And then the Heat, I just expect them to have the energy they had in the second half more so than I expect them to have the energy they had in the first half. So I expect it to be a little bit harder for the Celtics to score to start this game than it was in game one. Same for the Miami Heat. So I expect this game to be in the mid to high 90s for both teams. Now I do think the Heat will take this win on the home court and it will go back to Boston up 2-0. to zero. I'm really excited about this game because I'm on the highlight plays we had in game one. I just can't wait for game two because I know both squads will bring their A game and there will be 
more fantastic plays on the offensive and defensive end. And with all that being said, I just want to say thank you for listening once again. Um, If you like what you hear, share it with your friends. Let me know what you think. Find me at Twitter at major underscore passons and passons is spelled P-A-S-S-O-N-S. Or if you want the show specific Twitter, it's at the heat code. So like I said, thank you for listening. Share it with your friends. Let me know what you think. Shoot me a DM on Twitter. But let's go heat.